What's up, guys and gals? Dan, Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the office, break room slash bathroom, microwave storage unit. Uh, beautiful day again, Central Oregon, watching the uh, leaves turn out here on some of these. There's a goddamn cottonwood tree out here that sheds its shit every spring and it fills the shop completely with cottonwood fluff. Uh, <laughs> so I'm watching its leaves turn and it's slightly satisfaction, satisfying watching the fucker die for the season. So <clears throat> anyway... Uh, gorgeous day <laughs> watching the uh, sun come up. It's actually Wednesday. I am recording this podcast same day. I'm really sorry. I was on the road all of yesterday uh, recovering a travel all from uh, Portland, uh, delivering some parts to some other towns, and uh, just ran out of time. I was also slightly distracted by the lovely Josie, and so... Um, yeah, didn't get a chance to burn out podcast, so I'm doing it now. Hopefully, Brad can get it uploaded today so you guys can still have your Wednesday cast um, just a little bit behind schedule. So thank you uh, for bearing with me on that. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Calendar, not much. Just the uh, birthday cruise in March uh, 16th through the 19th, 2019. Heading to Bakersfield. Route 66 east to wherever we get to. So that is about what's going on there. Um, yeah, as far as I can tell, nothing nothing else going on. Might have to do some hauls from some other towns here coming up. I think I got a scout I might have to go get out of Baker City. But uh, other than that, no, no shows, no trips, uh, nothing huge planned uh, right now. So... Just work, work, work. Try to get back on top of the pile, which is getting tougher and tougher. It continues to get uh, deeper and deeper, which that's, you know, uh, I'm okay with that problem. So I just hope everybody else who's waiting for their rigs to get done is okay with that problem. Uh, you guys are pretty patient, so appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> so what else is there? Oh, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Patreon supporters. All the likes, all the shares, um, Facebook, all you guys. I keep um, keep putting it out there, you know. Thank you. Uh, the, the listenership keeps growing. Uh, so I really, really do appreciate it very much. Uh, you know, I'm, I don't make these podcasts just so that I can hear myself talk. Um, I can hear myself talk every day already. So uh, I'm doing this for all you guys who have regular jobs and like to listen to podcasts and and whatnot so hopefully it's informative again don't be afraid to send me a message boneyard binder boneyard podcast at gmail uh, or send me a message on instagram or facebook and uh <clears throat> see what uh see what we can any questions we can answer for you or what we can get done um the aluminum tanks have been selling well thank you uh, we don't have them for D-Series yet, but we're getting closer. Um, Scout 2 ones are doing good. So um, got new products coming out, uh, so that's that's good. So I'll keep you guys in the loop as far as new products go. Um, <clears throat> I didn't do, <clears throat> didn't do any show prep 
Again, just flying by the seat of my pants, so it's going to be a, a rambly, wandery podcast. But uh, I was going to talk about towing with your international today because that's all I do. Uh, my travelette has a Cummins in it, and I tow solely with it. I do have a Dodge, a one-ton Dodge Dually uh, that has been parked for almost a year uh, at, because the black truck does so well, the travelette. It's built so well that I don't need the dually, uh, but I will need it here pretty soon. <clears throat> uh, so there's a couple things that you guys need to think about before you set off towing with your rig. Uh, the international pickups are a good platform, a good towing platform. Uh, the frames are pretty sturdy. They're not as sturdy as like a, a new a new truck, the new trucks are, are boxed a little different and they're shaped different and they got some strengthening ribs in them and whatnot. But international pickup frames and travel all frames are pretty stout. Um, but important things to think about before you just hook up to your shit and go uh, is the stress that towing will cause on various drivetrain parts, U-joints, gears, um, Oh, there's the compressor running. So you're going to have to listen to that for a few minutes. <clears throat> Sorry. But anyway, the stress on, um, you know, the gears, bearings. If you have a half ton with a semi-float axle, then that wheel bearing is carrying all the weight uh, and and the um, also the spinning of the truck uh spinning of the axles so it's carrying weight and it's the rotation of the uh, of the axle shaft so um you are you're putting it under a lot of stress so i mean he had half tons and scouts scouts are the same way semi-float 44 um you're putting them under a lot more stress with that setup but they're still capable of towing uh, a fair amount um you know, up to, I'd say up to 5,000 pounds if the trailer is properly set up. But anyway, so my Travelette uh, has a full float rear end. Originally it had a Dana 60. Uh, I blew that up, towing way too much weight and have since upgraded to a 14 bolt out of a one ton Chevy pickup. Uh, changed the perch width on it, bolted it in. Um, the upside to the full float rear end is it's got bearings that carry the weight, two, two bearings that carry the weight, and then the axle shaft actually floats in there and doesn't touch anything. Uh, so uh, the, the rear end is capable of carrying a lot more weight. So before you go towing anything, check all that stuff. You know, make sure your rear end's got good gear oil in it up to the level. Make sure your bearings don't have a bunch of slop and end play in them. Uh, you know, make sure the U-joints aren't sloppy and worn out. And then, uh, of course, brakes are important too. Uh, make sure those things are decent shape. Um, and then the, your hitch. Hitch is important. Uh, I don't recommend anybody ever use the bumper ball. Uh, I know so many scouts had that steel step bumper with the ball in it. Uh, I, I don't like it. I don't, it doesn't put the, it puts the ball too high. The most trailer manufacturers build their trailer tongues to sit at 19 inches. That's where the ideal 
trailer ball height is on most trailers. There's some different, different things out there for different rigs, but for the most part, it's 19 inches. So I recommend getting yourself, you know, like a Reese or a, I don't know who makes them, Kurt, you know, gets a, a, a actual um, receiver style hitch that bolts to the frame. Uh, which is far sturdier anyways. And I know the step bumper bolts to the frame, but anybody that's taken one of those apart knows it's just two pieces of essentially angle iron that hold the bumper to the frame. So you're kind of limited there. The the receiver style hitches are capable of so much more, uh, and they're just more durable. Uh, I like that you can, that the hitch won't fail. You know, the hitch should never be the weakest part of the towing menagerie so um <clears throat> you're gonna want one of those and i know they make them ih parts sells them we've installed several uh, on different builds over the years um i've got i've got one on my pickup um i actually hauled so much with it that it started to split the frame on the truck um but that's also because i didn't have it fully um there were some plates and some other pieces that needed to go with this hitch that I didn't have, that I didn't realize I didn't have. <clears throat> so made some plates, sturdied it up. Now I don't worry about it. But anyway, if you're using your Scout, uh, yeah, it's a box frame, but it's thin. You know, it's only eighth inch or maybe even a little lighter. But um, get yourself like the Reese or Kurt style receiver hitch. Uh, you'll because then you can tune exactly the tongue height you need with the drop of the ball or one of those adjustable ball uh, setups. That's a, a good way to go too if you have the money for it. Uh, so once you get your hitch situation figured out, get your tongue height figured out, <clears throat> then uh, you know that's a good place to start from. Um, then uh, trailers. I could do days and days and days about trailers uh, but all I'm gonna say is think about your weight think about you know you don't want to tow you don't want to tow 10,000 pounds with your 5,000 pound Scout uh, even if you've got great trailer brakes uh, and great brakes on the Scout that's just a lot of weight that's a lot of shit moving behind you a lot of shit you don't have control over um, if it starts swaying or cornering weird or anything like that, you know, and I know you guys, oh, yeah, I've done that. My dad did it. My, my papa did that over the years. Yeah, great. I mean, we've all done stupid shit. I jumped off a second story balcony drunk one time. So, all right, it's fine. We've all done dumb shit. Doesn't mean you have to keep doing it. Uh, don't do it. Don't haul, don't overload your trailer. Don't overload the rig you're pulling with. Um, yeah. Now I'll say this. <laughs> my travelette only weighs about 6,500 pounds. I pulled uh, 14,000 pounds down the road behind it on multiple occasions. Uh, I can get away with that because it has excellent brakes. It has wide stance. It has a long wheelbase. And 6,500 pounds isn't the, you know, it's not light. So it's capable, it can handle that. Scouts, if you're towing with a Scout or a short box half ton pickup or something, 
<clears throat> short wheelbase, narrow track. It's it's a recipe for disaster when you start pulling a lot of weight. So really keep that in mind. Uh, and you can offset some of that disaster by using like a stabilizer hitch, like the um, uh, like the easy easy lift uh, load leveling type uh, spring bars. Uh, those those are helpful. I have started using those uh, with my black truck and my big trailer. And uh, <clears throat> it did make a noticeable difference as far as the bounce going down the road and, and cornering and things like that. It It's a pain in the ass in parking lots and shit because you hear it popping and banging and doing all kinds of weird stuff. But other than that, um, I'm pretty happy with uh, with that setup. So I will continue to use it on the big trailer. Uh, my small car trailer, um, no, I don't, I don't use it with that. Um, but what's, and speaking of that, what's prompting this whole conversation is my haul yesterday from Portland with this travel all, uh, my trailer is at max capacity right now with this travel all it's, it's only a 7,000 pound trailer. Uh, it's got two 3,500 pound axles. It's only 14. The deck is only 14 feet long. So hauling a full size four-wheel drive V8 travel all, D-series travel all on it, it loads it up pretty good. Like, it's a fat guy in a little coat. So, um, it uh, it made me think about this, this uh, making a podcast out of this. So, anyway, that small trailer, I don't use the leveler, the stabilizer bars, because it just, it's, it's, there's not enough there. But, uh, Anyway, if you're using a Scout or something lighter, I would definitely recommend recommend looking into that. Um, make sure you have a good brake controller. Spend the money. I know there's some for like 60 bucks, and then I know there's some for like 200 If you can afford the $200 one, I would recommend it. Uh, trailer brake controllers are not something I skimp on. Um, so... It's, uh, it's important that you have good trailer brakes, um, <clears throat> and ones that work, you know, that the trailer brake controllers are progressive and the, the better ones, like I have a, um, Prodigy, Takancha Prodigy in my Dodge and you know, it's just so smooth and controllable. Uh, you don't want your trailer back there banging around and hitting the brakes and shit locking up on you or <clears throat> whatever. That's that's not good. And you want to have the manual control of it, of being able to run the trailer brakes without the truck brakes. Because there's been some times I've had some long grades and yeah, you drop it into a, a lower gear. And I have an automatic in the Travelette, so uh, it can only do so much engine braking. And you also don't want to just ride the truck brakes because that's bad times too. So there's a lot of times where I will sacrifice the trailer brakes uh, by running them manually a little bit longer than uh, than the truck brakes just to help keep the, the load under control. Trailer brakes are cheap. They're easy to replace. Uh, you know, I can do... You just buy a loaded backing plate, swap them out, and you're good to go again. So I don't have a problem. It's probably not the best way to do it, but I don't have a problem with, with burning up trailer brakes um, just because of of the 
<clears throat> safety of running them a little longer than the truck brakes because you don't want to you don't want to kill the service brakes on the truck and then be you know then you're in real trouble so anyway i i kind of look at trailer brakes as being disposable but if you use your controller you can run that run the brakes independently that helps a lot on long tricky windy downhill grades uh, especially you guys towing campers uh camp trailers into remote camp areas and you got kind of questionable questionable roads definitely want to have the best trailer brakes controller that you can have um so <clears throat> make sure make sure you got that make sure your wiring is good that trailer wiring is so important <clears throat> you got a charge wire you got your brake wires all that the last thing you want is somebody to plow into the back of your trailer going down the road because you're you know you don't have lights or something that's seen that happen once or three times but you know um that's about it for the trailer end of it uh, you know the trailer stuff can go on and on and on and on but as far as towing with the international uh and, you know and some of this is really elementary stuff make sure your oil is up to the level make sure your cooling system is up to it you know you're towing an additional five thousand pounds down the road behind you not to mention the wind drag and all that you are you know asking for trouble uh if you have a weak hose or compromised something in the engine the the stress of towing is just going to make it that much worse uh so remember that towing is just terrible on, on things if your transmission is questionable if you got a 727 or some other automatic in there then it feels a little spongy or it's slipping a little you're gonna kill it with any kind of long long distance towing so keep that in mind as well um you know we already talked about u-joints and rear ends so yeah uh the engine again <clears throat> cooling system is probably the most important i mean yeah having oil in the engine is, is also very important but the cooling system is what gets taxed the most so you know i always recommend everybody cooling system flushes i know it sounds sometimes it sounds gimmicky and you're like oh i don't know do i really need to i see these things daily and they make their own gunk i don't know just scale and rust and shit from inside the engines but you know every restoration we do every time we do a motor replacement the radiator gets boiled out and the heater core gets boiled out and all new hoses of course clean block and we go from there and, and you know distilled water and the key, I'm sorry, distilled water and uh, good coolant, you know, good old green, good old green coolant, antifreeze, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, once a year, flush that shit. Uh, and, and, you know, if you drive like 5,000 miles, maybe not, maybe every two years. But if you're putting 20,000 miles on your rig, because I know some of you guys do. I mean, I shit, I put over 50 on mine. So, um, flush that cooling system and then it gives you a chance to check it out to make sure, you know, all right, this hose is good. That hose is good. Uh, if you have a fan clutch, make sure it's working properly. Uh, see how it spins. Cause it, when you're towing, you don't want a problem. You don't want to blow the motor up. You don't want to boil it over on a, on a climb. 
and then you know you're stuck on the side of the road and you got fucking triple a coming or you know think if, if you're lucky enough to have triple a um you know half the time we don't uh so i recommend everyone have triple a for that reason especially if you're driving your scout a lot across the country um it would be it's helpful to have that security but yeah cooling systems are super important um you know if for your if you do overheat if you are climbing a grade and it just does boil over it gets hot pull over open the hood do not turn the engine off um you want it to circulate what water it has left turn the uh heater on max heat crank the fan up don't dump cold water on the engine or the radiator or anything like that just let it idle with the hood up with the heater on windows down um you know and let it let it come back and if it does boil out or start to cool down uh, and then you notice your reservoir, watch the reservoir bottle, make sure it's, you know, being drawn back into the radiator. If it's not, then you can add water there. Don't ever, don't ever, ever, ever. And I know, I know this is basic shit. Don't ever open the radiator cap uh, when it's hot, ever. Like, I don't care if you put a rag over it and all that. It's just, it's going to blow up, not blow up, but it blows off, you know, scalding hot antifreeze everywhere is not what uh not what you want uh so just leave the cap on until it cools down and do not add water or coolant right through the cap add it through the reservoir if you have one your early early truck guys and 80 800 guys you don't have reservoirs um so you'll have to let it cool down all the way before you can add fluid again uh Whenever we do restoration, or not even restoration, but just work, like every 80, 800 and early pickup we do, we always add a reservoir bottle uh, just because it helps increase cooling capacity and it keeps, you know, keeps you from boiling antifreeze out into the, the environment. Um, I'm no environmentalist, but uh, yeah, you know, I try to keep the antifreeze in the truck, uh, not on the ground. So, um, so yeah, if you do overheat while you're towing, those are what you need to do. Just don't turn the engine off because then it just, it'll crack ahead or you'll do something worse. Uh, so those are, those are that tip. But yeah, if you're towing um, those things, mirrors, mirrors are very important. You want to be able to see what the hell is going on behind you. Uh, they make those bolt-on mirrors like attached to the fender and the hood. Those actually, they look goofy as hell, but they actually work pretty well, uh, you know, especially for temporary, if you're just towing once or twice a year, uh, they're, they're great, but don't skimp on your mirror. You will thank me later. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's such a pain in the ass to tow with little tiny mirrors. So that's a, that's a big one that people forget until they're going down the road. And then they look in their little, little, you know, three inch round mirror and they're like oh shit i can't see anything uh so some add-on mirrors you know like i said they look goofy going down the road but i'd rather see what's going on and look a little goofy than than not see what's going on and merge into somebody on the highway so keep that in mind for sure um you know make sure your charging system and wiring like i said before the trailer wiring 
you know, you've got a, an independent charge wire for the trailer. Uh, don't try to scab it into something else. Make sure your alternator's up to it because you're running a whole nother set of lights. You're charging another battery. If you're towing a camper, I should say. Um, if it's just a flat trailer, you're just towing a, a car trailer or something, then it's not quite as important. Um, but you guys towing campers and boat trailers and utility trailers full of camping gear, whatever. Uh, you know, Remember, you're running another set of lights back there. Make sure your fuses are up to it. Uh, you know, tr towing is just a, it's very hard on everything. Uh, it's, you know, you're dragging, you're essentially dragging another vehicle down the road behind you that is a parasite. It's sucking horsepower. It's sucking electricity. It's trying to kill your engine. Like it really is very hard on everything. So, uh, you know, that is really <clears throat> just things to consider. It's don't just hook up a trailer and take off because you're, you know, you might work a couple of times, but you're going to be asking for trouble if you do it all the time without any prep. Uh, I know. I mean, if you've any of you guys have been following me over the years, you've seen my disastrous trips and things falling apart and blowing tires and rear ends and engines and, you know, overheating. And I've been doing this long enough and I've had enough failures and enough shit happen that I, I know. I know what's going on. I've done this. So, you know, um, I have some experience. I, I know I'm no super trucker. I know I'm not some long haul guy. You know, it's got 30 years of driving a fucking, uh, you know, lone star across the country. But uh, I do, I do know quite a bit about this just through experience. And, uh, and so I hope you guys understand that. Listen, you know, think about these things before you just put all your faith in God and nothing wrong with that. But you know, God can only do so much. You need to do your, your due diligence to make sure your rig is up to the task of, uh, going down the road. So, uh, anyway, thanks guys for following along. Thank you for your support. Hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully you'll let me know if it wasn't. And, um, yeah, till I catch you again. Thanks. Thank you.